Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Sheet. Recorded live. Good morning, good evening, wherever you may be across the nation or around the world. Once again, you're listening to the VMware Community's Roundtable Podcast. This is podcast number 571. My name is Eric Nilsson, and with me I have my alternate co-host, Corey Romero. Today is Wednesday, September 1st, 2021. Corey, how are you doing today? Hey, Eric, doing great. Utah weather is fantastic. We've got uh, the usual thunderstorms rolling in and then sunny days, so things are well. Fantastic, fantastic. It is nice here in the Bay Area as well. The color of the Bay. Let's get to the color of the Bay. It is a beautiful turquoise green today. It is sunny and nice in the Bay Area. It's perfect weather, 72 degrees, uh, balmy and nice. Um, so, And the air is cleared out from the fires. And so we're actually enjoying a nice late summer day today in the Bay Area. Bay Area. Uh, on the show today, we're going to be talking about hands-on labs. I'm excited. Uh, Leanne Jones is back. She comes, uh, visits us once a year and tells us all the great stuff they're doing for hands-on lab for VMware, VMworld 2021. So we've got uh, uh, Leanne back as well as several other people. Clive Wenman, senior content architect for hands-on lab. Leanne's a senior content architect. And we even have the senior manager for hands-on lab, Joey Deacons, uh, on the show as well. So so we're going to get to hear what's new with hands-on labs uh, for VMworld 2021. But before we get to that, uh, let's talk a little bit about the news. Uh, in the news today, Spring 1 is happening. If you're listening in real time or if you're listening on today's show, you can go participate in Spring 1. Go to spring1.io. It's happening today and tomorrow. Uh, or they're you know, recording sessions. You can always go listen to the pre-recorded sessions. So if you want to hear what the DevOps and develop, developer people are doing over on Spring 1 and Kubernetes, uh, go check that out. That's happening today and tomorrow and i'm sure they'll have all the sessions recorded uh we're getting obviously ready for vm world october 5th and 7th schedule builder opens up next week september 8th tuesday so you want to go check that out and listen today about what's happening with hands-on labs because i believe there will be some probably hands-on labs that have uh, workshops and things that might be uh in scarce supply so you'll want to be ready for the opening next week september 8th go register get ready so if you're listening to the show and you haven't registered yet, now is the time to go get registered and get ready to um, participate in Schedule Builder when that opens up next Tuesday. Corey, uh, any news with V experts? I know that people have been sending in requests to, uh, you know, see if they can overrule themselves on uh, getting into the program. How's it going? <laughs> any news there? Things are going great. Yes, I only have one announcement for V experts today. Um, so uh, I announced uh, yesterday. So um, the top sessions picked by V experts for VMworld. So uh, the 57 V experts wrote 57 separate articles um, on their favorite sessions. And if you want to go read those, you can also vote for your favorite V expert article in the top 10 V experts who wrote those top 10 V uh, uh, articles 
or receive uh, gifts from VMware. Um, so if you go to blogs.vmware.com slash vexpert, you can go read the blog post I released as well as the 57 blog posts, if you wish, uh, by the vexperts. Um, so that's all I have for today for vexpert. Well, I got one follow-up question. I heard that uh, the party invites did go out uh, this week. So I assume that now all the experts can uh, go participate. And uh, we have like, what, thirteen or $20,000 worth of uh, gifts uh, that are going to happen through. Yes. Yeah. So uh, if you did if people i think the i think the invites went out right people can go register for that yep yep In, invites went out so the invites are going out for both the us and europe um not all of the details yet have gone out so i've got to update those two invites um i am going through and uh, figuring out which categories we're going to use um for which awards so we are going to have the expert awards this year in both uh both parties um, so I'm figuring out the details of those. Once I get that figured out, uh, we'll start voting and I'll update those uh, those invites with that information. And and I think those 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 gifts for all of the experts are like gold plated uh, Ferraris, right? Is that or is it Lamborghini? Yeah, yes, yes. Can't Coming from the Eric Nielsen budget. Yeah. <laughs> they got just tons of money to give out and lots of stuff. And so it should be a lot of fun. We're excited about that. And uh and so VMworld this year is going to be really good. Uh, we talked about uh, putting together a letter for your boss to be able to take the two days off, right? So it's important that not only do you come to VMworld, but you actually take the time off so you can really enjoy some of the uh, custom experiences that we're going to have this year, right? So I know that uh, Michael J. Fox is going to be interviewed. I think they're getting ready to announce another big celebrity that will also be part of uh, VMworld this year. So I think these are going to be kind of two days of really fun uh, that you'll probably want to actually ask for the time off for your boss to participate. And not only all the sessions, which are now 750 sessions, I think that are available uh, about, you know, maybe 20% of them are live, right? So you'll want to be, you know, have those two days off to come in and live. And then of course, hands-on labs that you can participate in. And you're going to want that time off to be able to experience uh, what I think is going to be a really fun event this year. Uh, you know, version 2.0 of online VMworld uh, should be a lot better than even the version 1.0 last year. So looking forward to that. Okay, on with uh, the guests. We're here with the hand, HO, Hands-On Labs folks. Uh, so we'll we'll do the standard, let's uh, introduce them. I guess we'll start and do the, tell us, you know, uh, one or two ele elevator pitch, how long have VM, VM were, and what have you done in your career to get here? Uh, I guess we'll start, uh, we'll start with Joey. Joey, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us uh, what your career arc has looked like and what do you do here? Yeah, thanks, Eric. Yeah, so uh, my name's Joey Dickhands. I've uh, joined VMware back in 2010. I was a performance technical marketing architect, uh, being a, basically an evangelist for the great performance that you get when you migrate your, your applications from bare metal over to vSphere virtualization. Uh, one of the first jobs I, I had, first task I had was to build the virtualization lab and the performance lab in particular for the hands-on labs for VMworld. And uh, my performance lab was number one three years in a row. Yay. <laughs> and after that, uh, I kind of got hooked in the hands-on labs. And when an opportunity came for me to join the team, I did. And uh, now I co-lead the program. I focus on the infrastructure side and get to work with Clyde and Leanne and uh, a bunch of great folks on, on the hands-on labs program. I always like it when people come in from customers or they they have some kind of unique experience that then, uh, you know, you were really good at it. You had the best lab. And then we were joking <laughs> that then you get promoted and they 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 do a lobotomy, take out half your brain and you just <laughs> 
dumber and dumber as you as you go up in your career until one day you know you, you just you just you're just an idiot right you know, that, that <laughs> i'm hopefully a few years away from that stage but uh, no. right. i got to use it because i was doing the performance portion of, of vsphere and hands-on labs is very much you know performance-based right and i managed the infrastructure side of the house so do you feel like you've you've lost an edge now that you don't get to have the number one lab because now you're just managing the program. Do you, do you, do you, do you regret making this choice? Uh, I don't know if I regret making the choice, but I, I am sad not being that you know you, captain that built the content and seeing it be up at the top of the you, list. You can't go back once you, once yeah. you step up there, you just never can get back to that really exciting fun time. But yeah. I will say that Clive and Liam probably know the, the history though, but you know, I was number one for three years in a row and then nobody could be an NSX for many years, right? Like they were at the top of the board. Um, so I'm, I'm glad I kind of retired at the right time. Retired. Yeah. Go, go out a winner, <laughs> go out a winner on that performance lab. Uh, Leanne, uh, why don't you go next? Oh, yeah. So um, I actually kind of similar, I guess, to Joey, except for the fact that I haven't had my lobotomy yet. Um, so Good I've time. actually been at, not yet. Not yet. Um, yeah. So I've been at VMware since uh, 2012 and I actually came on board as an SE. So customer facing and working with all that. But then I was a volunteer. So wasn't one of the captains that was actually creating the labs, but just kind of helping support things at the conferences and then um, just kind of the staffing and that aspect of it. So I was a volunteer for, I want to say probably about six years and then finally came over full time. And so similar kind of thing. But what's fun is as a content architect, the teams that I work with are NSBU and MapBU. So the last couple of years, my lab, one of the, one of the, my captain's labs has been the leader. And I think some of the Tanzu stuff might actually take that over this year. So yeah, my, my team is fighting amongst themselves to take that leader spot. Yeah, well, it's, it's great to have you back on the show. I know that a year ago, you guys came back and uh, told us all about uh, what you were doing online and talked a little bit about Odyssey and that stuff. And if mm -hmm. anybody wants to go back and listen, it's podcast number 524. Uh, Leanne was talking about what we did last year. You can compare notes. So there you go. So great to have you back on the show. Thanks. Yeah. And then uh, Clive, why don't you go next? Yeah. So uh, my name is Clive. I'm the content architect with the Hands of Labs. I've been with VMware since 2008. Um, I'm based in the UK. Um, I joined, like Leanne, I joined as an SE. Uh, I've pretty much done every basic customer-facing role for an SE over the, over my career. Uh, and then I was a product specialist for Cloud Foundation. Uh, and throughout all of that career, I've been involved with Hands-On Labs um, probably for about eight or nine years. Um, I was volunteer staff, so I did the proctoring, and then I did captain, and I did principal. And then eventually, when the opportunity came up, I joined the team. So uh, I mainly look after still the Cloud Foundation Labs and most of the vSAN stuff. Uh, but we get close to the top of that leaderboard, so I'm not too disappointed. <laughs> I, I got to say, if you are listening to the podcast and you ever want to go check things out, you can go to vbarbecue, youtube.com slash vbarbecue, and check out the live stream. We, we do record everybody. And I got to say, you got to look at uh, Clive's back background because it looks like he has a guitar hanging in the back of his uh, his zoom setup or and so i gotta ask do you play and what else you got hanging out there is that just any other musical I, no i i do play um there's another two guitars just over to this way i have a flying me and a stratocaster um and in a previous life i i used to be a professional musician and recording engineer so there you uh, go that's all about my past so now like 
my room is 50 50 it's it's 50 percent recording studio 50 percent work office <laughs> a lot of famous musicians got their start at vmware so just saying you know it's not too late you could you could make i'm it. holding out yeah okay. absolutely it's not too late <laughs> let's get to the 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 what's happening with uh uh, labs this year at VM VMworld. So um, maybe let's uh, bounce back uh, and just cover uh, what what is actually new with the with the labs. I know this is our second year. So Joey, why don't you tell us a little bit about like what do you think is new this year, and uh, what do you what what, what do you guys got going on? Well, I'll let Leanne talk about the content that's new, but I'm on more on the infrastructure, you know, cloud side of the house. So I'm going to talk about that portion. Uh, this year we've got uh, sponsors that are providing us cloud capacity. So I'd like to thank. You know, IBM, Azure, Google, uh, they're sponsoring some of our cloud capacity for VMworld. So we've got uh, three public cloud sponsors. Uh, we've got about eight clouds in total now. So that's VMware private clouds, other other public clouds that we're you know, purchasing capacity in, and then our three sponsors that are giving us cloud capacity. So we have a lot of infrastructure powering uh, VMworld this, this year around. Uh, so that's a big new one for us. Uh, Land, I don't know if you wanna talk about the content, yeah, well, before we get off uh, the cloud, because you know this is a big, a big push for you know, uh, we listened to Ragu the other day to an all hands, and you know he's talking about hybrid cloud, hybrid cloud management, you know, using multi cloud, not hybrid cloud, but multi cloud, right? Um, and so you're saying for HOL this year, you are actually running things in a multi cloud environment where you're actually using cloud resources from IBM Azure and and others, right? Uh, do you got an AWS as well? AWS, Google, exactly. Yeah, so we were. Leverage and then our own private clouds that we've been stood up by VMware internal uh, IT has stood up some clouds for us as well. Uh, so again, VMworld is such a large event. Going online is even making it larger for us, right? When we were at a physical event, there was a certain size of the room. That's as many people as we could support, right? Uh, right. For a virtual event, uh, you know, the the door of the room is pretty much unlimited in size, right? We do schedule, you know, guided workshops. We have some capacity constraints there uh, on how large we'll let those guided workshops become. But right. just it's a it's a much larger show uh, these days. Now in the dashboard land, when I used to go to HOL environment, it was always fun just to go look at the dashboard and see what was actually running and where. Are you guys doing a dashboard again? Uh, do you have like an online dashboard? And if not, uh, you know, how would I know things were running in the cloud? And uh, you know, <laughs> do you get the hyperscalers to actually compete and try to flex their muscle on how well <laughs> they do? Uh, internally, they do. We don't want to show, show competitions or favoritism to anybody. Uh, but yes, definitely internally in, in the internal calls, the, they're definitely uh, having a lot of uh, friendly competition. Uh, but they're all competing really well. They're all performing extremely well for us and, and delivering as necessary uh, so that the show goes well with the customers. We don't have a, a, a command center dashboard this year. Uh, it just it doesn't read well in the virtual environment, right? It, it works really well in the physical world when the, you know it's really cool graphics and we have someone standing in front of it to explain it. But uh, we tried it last year and it just didn't work quite as well. So, uh, well, we'll yeah, that's, we'll do some that's recordings. Awesome. so before we move off uh, that, so you tried things last year, there are things that worked and didn't work. Are there any other big standouts that you go? Yeah, we tried that last year. We're not going to, we're not going to do that again. Like I know did Odyssey survive or some of the game vacation stuff. I'm just curious what else uh, fell uh, by the wayside versus what's new. I think that was the only thing we really felt by the wayside, however, we did make some tweaks to how we did things. And Odyssey, the competition is one of the tweaks that we made. Okay. Cool. Other yes, question sir. on the infrastructure before we drift off is, 
do you guys run the same lab on uh, different clouds or do you pin a particular lab type to a particular cloud vendor? Good question. It, we actually, we try to run the same lab across all the clouds. Uh, it just gives us a lot more flexibility in case we do have a particular issue with any one cloud. We can, that content is replicated everywhere. Uh, we do attempt that. Uh, some cases, for whatever reason, it just doesn't work, quite work out that way. But that is our goal is to have the content in every single one of the clouds. Do you guys play off budget now? Do you go to the cloud vendors and go, hey, this one's cheaper. You know, we were noticing that we your, your stuff is getting too expensive. Since they're giving it to us for free. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're, we're not playing that card yet. Uh, but yeah, no, I, it, you know, right now we haven't we haven't had to do those negotiations because thankfully, uh, like IBM, Azure, Google have all been very, very willing to give us some capacity and we appreciate that from them how big is the team that supports and i know we'll get off this but i'm just i'm just hitting all the management questions early on here like how big <laughs> is the team that you have to manage to to drive the whole environment well so the HRL core team is only something like 20 something people uh, we're a relatively small core team but then we have our team from the cloud operations our platform team uh, there's a couple hundred people in, in the infrastructure side if you add up everybody um, but there is a, a critical number that are like the, the star super signers out there. Uh, Lubo is one of our, our main engineers, Brandon, uh, Josh, Doug. we've got lots of these names that we can throw out there. I mean, we got to make a list uh, to give so all the names. In, in previous years, you know, we, we always looked at, they, they used to, you know, do the metrics at the end of the, you know, X number of VMs served up, X number of labs served up, et cetera. Did you guys track that? And did the were can, can you share any of the growth numbers? Were that was it higher in a online environment? And to what order of magnitude was it? Twenty percent higher? Was it you know lo lower? What what's the real numbers here when we start talking about online virtual event versus physical? It ended up being about the same. Uh, I think we had just a little bit of an uptick. Uh, okay. I think this year we're going to try for even larger. Again, first the last year was our first year. Uh, it was kind of sprung on us. There was this. It was a very crazy year because we didn't know if we were going to be doing physical or we we're going to do virtual. And so we kind of had to. You know, that's a that's a tough number to world. match because I know at VMworld, that's why people go to VMworld, right? Is to is to go right. and sit and take a lab and have instructors come up and help them. And, you know, like just the, it's it's like a thing. Right. Um, and I think that I, I would think that you would have had lower numbers just because. Doing something online, I can do that anytime, right? And there's right. lots of places I could go to HILs anytime I want. And the reason I go to VMworld is to get that physical presence to be able to ask a question. True, right? And that's why we have the guided workshops, which are the big draw for us is is those guided workshops. But there, it's also challenging to do a guided workshop in a virtual environment, right? There, it's a little bit easier to deliver a workshop when you can actually walk around to the customers and have that interaction with them versus right. a, a virtual. So we've been trying to keep them small. Um, but it, the numbers are about the same, and we do expect a little bit of a growth here. I just see right, a question so about how much memory and CPU. Uh, right now, we've got about 240 plus terabytes worth of memory. That's uh, 300 something hosts worth of capacity, including all of our cloud providers. So nice. It's a sizable right. amount. Good. All right. So let's move on to kind of the, the labs and what's actually happening lab content wise. I guess uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do the drive by and uh, swing, swing by Leanne and ask you, but uh, Clive and Ann, you, could, you guys can tag team. What's new with the labs themselves? What are you excited about this year? 
Yeah, and that's actually kind of building off of some of the things you were talking about with um, kind of what's changed from last year. The guided workshops were hugely popular. Um, we had a few of them that uh, the sessions filled up. All the seats were taken within, I think, about 30 minutes of Schedule Builder um, right. going live. So we're we're trying to watch for that and open uh, try to maybe open up new sessions, things like that. But one thing that we did learn from last year is um, folks really did want more time. So it's not as ideal as being on site where again, you know, the instructor, the captain is walking around the room and able to talk with you. But last year we only had him at an hour session because we were trying to get a lot of sessions out there and that just really wasn't enough time. So we kind of revamped the schedule this year. And so next week when you see Schedule Builder go live, we'll have close to the same number of actual live sessions as last year, but they are actually hour and a half long sessions. So you'll have more time with the, with the captains, with the folks who actually created the labs to hear more about the individual product solution that's being covered as well as more time in the lab. So that's one thing that we're, we're super excited about um, for this year. So a little more, little more FaceTime um, with that. And, and of course, all new content. So um, both Clive and I can kind of talk through, there's just um, basically every lab is being refreshed. There are a few that are out right now, but most of them are going to release for VMworld. So your first chance to actually see any of that is going to be at the guided workshops, which just like last year for the Tech Plus attendees. But then um, we're also going to do our simulations like we did last year. Um, and then another thing that's new is we're doing some on-demand recording. So if you're not able to get into a guided workshop because the sessions are limited to make sure you actually have some really good quality time, quality interaction, um, you can at least get a recording of the expert on that lab um, giving you background and actually walking through the lab. So a little bit, you know, try that's to give you more than just doing it yourself. That's really nice, right? So there's two things that I'll, I'll dig, I'll just loop back on and emphasize. One is it is amazing how much an extra half an hour will make the lab more relevant. Just It just takes that extra five or 10 minutes worth of extra time to let people on a Zoom experience ask questions and get, you know, you know, get through what their issues are. And it's, it is that extra half an hour. And it's surprising. You don't need to like two hours. You would think just that extra 15 or 20 minutes to slow down the pace and let people engage a little bit. And it also gives people the permission to engage, right? Because sometimes in Zoom environments, you don't feel like, Oh, if I ask this, I'm going to slow everybody down and they've got a cadence and there is this hard to get that natural feel. So I love that idea. I think that'll be really good for everybody uh, to engage with that. Yeah. And then and we're uh, actually not kicking people out at that 90 minutes. So that's what the session is. And that's when the lab will end. But our captains, all of our volunteers are planning on sticking around. So if there's still uh, interest in a couple more questions as things go, we've we've got even more flexibility. So, yeah, we're hoping that'll improve things and give people an even better experience. Yeah, I, I, I really I really like that idea. Uh, and that'll help. The second point, I can't remember what my second point was that you that you was covered it the simulations. Um, maybe the simula, no, the recordings. I ah, love the recordings. The idea that the re you, you, you're recording now. So if I want to come later and you've recorded the, the, the lab session, I can go get and listen to what the instructor has to say about it, then go take the lab. That's actually better than being online. I mean, better being in person because you can't get in those, those sessions are pretty booked by the time I go to VMworld. But the fact that you could then record them, let me go watch them, then they'll let me go take the lab online, you know, that's, that's actually going to be really good for people. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, that's our hope. And that those are actually going to be available post VMworld as well. So that's going to be something that we're offering because um, outside of the conference, you don't even have the opportunity to try to get into a guided workshop. I mean, we we try to do that. Um, our VMUG community does a lot of things. We try to do those kind of activities, but it's harder. So these are going to be these recordings are going to be available at the HOL site going forward too. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, and plus they're going to be available for all attendees as well. So yeah. it's not just the Tech Plus Plus. Right. That's so the simulations and the recordings are available for everyone. Yeah, that's that to me. That's the big step, right? It's like, oh, because if I didn't get in Session Builder in the first hour, then I'm coming into this lab environment, and it's pretty much the same as going online doing the lab environment tomorrow or any day of the year. But with this recorded session and i don't i didn't really catch what the simulations were uh, but the recorded sessions i like what's the simulations again Third. so the simulations are interactive simulations so we're going to make available a couple of modules one or two modules from all of the workshops available to all attendees so if you couldn't get into a workshop or you you want to experience the lab then you can you can have there's something for you to participate in and takes uh take some of the, the content uh, through a simulation. It's just so we don't use the capacity to do that. We can dedicate that to the workshops. But. Got it. Got it. Got it. So that sounds that sounds good. Last year, it was all about vSphere 7, right? Because 7 was fairly new. I think we launched it in May. And so by the time VMworld came around, it was seven um again nsx is a beast why don't we it's always seems to be a beast. it's shocking how much traffic you get on nsx uh all over the place must be because everybody needs to learn it and it's complicated and so there's a need <laughs> to consume more uh what excites you about the labs this year what are your favorite ones uh what are you guys been working on i know you obviously all you say you're renewing all the all the labs right how many labs are there why don't you give me some how many labs are there what are the exciting ones uh what are the tried and true ones etc well for the conference itself we're going to have 27 individual labs that we're offering as guided workshops um, so some of those are going to be, well, those are going to be in both the Americas and um, EMEA time zones. And some of those will have multiple times, that kind of thing. So that for specifically for the guided workshop. So we are at 27. And again, all of those um, brand new, mo the vast majority of them will be releasing for VMworld. Um, but beyond that, we have a lot. Um, actually, I, I have to admit, I don't even know what our final tally is. I think we're at 80. Yeah, I was gonna... Do you remember? I, th yeah. I think we're about the 85 mark this yeah. year for, for full full content release yeah. from our development cycle, which has been running since April. Um, right. So there's there's many more labs than we'll just have ready for VMworld. So so Ragu has three main pillars that he's always talking about. One is um, you know obviously cloud, uh, and then he talks about. Uh, uh, multi-cloud, right? Um, then he did a phrase uh, in All Whole Hands the other day, and I, I'm, I'm, I think I'm allowed to use this phrase, but it's like no app left behind, right? So uh, <laughs> I know that I can go get a vSAN lab, I get an NSX lab. What's happening with the app space labs these hmm. days? Uh, what do we got? Yeah, quite a bit, actually. So we're we've, we're going to have um, four different guided workshops, but we actually will have um, seven different labs uh, that are specifically from our mobile application platform business unit. So it's covering all aspects of the Tanzu suite from um, uh, from mission control through all the way through uh, for developers or for operators. So we're going to have dedicated sessions at VMworld that will specifically talk about those different topics. But just from the just from Matt. 
BU, we've got seven different labs. And then I know, Clive, you've got a couple that are more the solutions based that cover that as well as BCF. Yeah, I mean, the, those those are the labs that really excite me. It's where you're not traditionally, we've always done a lab that's focused around a product and focused around the features that are in it. I think we're just on the crest now starting to see lab content that really is solutions based. So it's built on on maybe two or three, maybe four products. Um, a lot of the Tanzu labs, but have that by by default because they're built on top of vSphere and then they bring in NSX and then they bring in everything else on top. So we're starting to see more fully functional SDDCs. So the Cloud Foundation Lab is a really good example of probably where we're heading in the future, where we're not just deploying vSphere and a few other components, we're actually deploying a full SDDC. And the content is starting to switch to uh, the idea of what can I do with this rather than, hey, let me walk you through this product and show me all the features. The lab content is starting to actually address business problems. And I think that's, we're starting to see that for VMworld, like the Tanzi labs are really, uh, you know, charting that course. And I think as we go into next year, we're going to see a lot more uh, and, and post VMworld as well, like genuine solutions based labs. So this thing's changing and it's really exciting um, to see the uh, the direction of content changing now that ties into everything that Ruby was talking about, multi-cloud, hybrid labs, um, things like that, which we've introduced over the years, but we're starting to bring all these these things together into into one single lab that is capable of doing it. And the Cloud Foundation and Tanzi ones, as I say, I think are probably the more exciting examples of where we see that happening. Now, I also have to do a shout out to blog, Bob Plankers. He's a popular guy that we bring on the podcast every once in a while. He's doing a session on vSphere security. Um, guys have uh, anything in the land of security? And I know that we brought Carbon Black in and we got the Carbon Black products. So, uh, you know, security makes me cringe. It's like chalkboards for me. I just like, get nervous and I'm afraid I'm going to mess things up. So where are we in that space? Yeah, actually, we're going to have a lot of content on that. So yes, I'm doing a lot around carbon black again. Um, but you know, to your comments about uh, NSX, NSX has um, two really key aspects of it. It's the networking part that people are still, yeah, you know, it was somewhat new for to VMware when we purchased uh, um, Nasera years ago. And so a lot of people have been coming up on that. But now there is a ton of security specific features in NSX. So we will actually, we'll be covering content specific for that. Um, there, for the SD-WAN aspect, there's gonna be some uh, SASE focused content is what we're trying, uh, what we're planning as well. So you will actually see a lot around security kind of spread throughout everything, but also a couple of sessions and, and multiple labs that are very much dedicated to security. Okay, Graham asks on chat, any app defense labs this year? So um, not app defense specifically, that functionality is being um, is being built in is the way the business unit has explained it to me, um, built, kind of built in is going to be become part of Carbon Black. So for that type of functionality, then yes, we'll have a couple of Carbon Black um, labs. Um, most of those are simulations right now as we work out people being able to log into the environment and how we kind of do that user management and everything. But yes, that functionality is under kind of new names under Carbon Black. Nice, yeah. nice. So we get, I think in community, we get about 5,000 new members every year, or every week, sorry, every week, 5,000 new community members join the community platform, come into v forums and VMTN and ask questions. Uh, so I, I can't 
I can't not skip the entry level stuff, right? So uh, vSphere still, everything runs on vSphere last time I checked, right? So I assume there's some quality entry level vSphere. Hopefully there's some senior vSphere and super senior vSphere or geez, Joey, do they still even do performance labs? Because everybody talks still- about apps and all this. I'm like, come <laughs> on, can we get back to what we actually use this stuff for? vSphere, performance, entry level. I think there still is a VSphere performance lab. They're so. all there. Yeah, They're yeah. all there. Yeah, the performance labs are alive and kicking. Still <laughs> <laughs> have the number one slot though. That's so sad. I'm just going to. Well, I don't know. The, the, the VSphere, the VSphere 101 is still VSphere one of our most popular yeah. labs still yeah. to this day. Yeah. <laughs> right. All right. So good. So I, I know that uh, people want to go talk about no apps left behind and you know and NSX con- you know configuring complex networks and. Uh, security, app defense, all of the, you know, the hair pinning stuff and networking that those are all advanced topics that good. But every once in a while, I want to get back to like, by the way, how's vSphere performance doing? And, uh, you know, like how are how, see, people still use a lot of vSphere, right? I want to put a I love vSphere button on my lapel here. Just. <laughs> how good it is so it's good that we still do all that and some of that sometimes we forget to talk about it just because uh, all the new stuff is so you know interesting for us because we've already been doing that uh anything that anybody wants to call out on what's new in vSphere that would be exciting besides kubernetes i think probably the biggest thing is the key provider like from a security oh, aspect yeah. so us introducing native key provider is is a, a huge thing and again like take the lab one you'll, you'll see for yourself how how intuitive and how simple that is to, to set up um we see examples of that in both the the traditional performance lab it's included in there as a security section in that but also with vsan as well it can be used and very very quickly you know enabling um data at rest encryption and data in transit encryption as well, literally in minutes. But that's that's a huge jump, I think, from a security aspect that we've seen. Um, and it's a little bit tricky to actually appreciate everything that vSphere does in a vSphere lab. Um, I think the other big thing is is obviously vSphere with, with uh, Tanzu as well. You know, us re-engineering that platform to deliver container-based workloads and manage Kubernetes, is it's a huge, a huge leap. So I think those two, those are the leap out things for me um, in terms nice. of the VSphere platform. We've heard about that. So, and that's complicated and everybody says it's way easier now. And so, and a lot of people mm-hmm. haven't spent time learning about it. So that's a good shout out, right? To go do that. Yeah. I think there's some license management as well. Maybe that uh, has changed a little bit too, or at least gotten a little nicer in vSphere 7.x new version. So that might be interesting. Uh, just some of those core features that uh, everybody has to do in their day job. It's nice to know. Uh, Joey, I got to go back to you and say, like, so the infrastructure, ping back to infrastructure for just a second, um, to always talk about microservices. I think I asked this last year and everybody looked at me and went, ah, not yet. Uh, do you guys get into running any of the labs on cu- Kubernetes yet and build some of the infrastructure <laughs> around Kubernetes or are you not, not there quite yet? I know Not we are quite yet. I mean, we're slowly making inroads in that direction, but yeah, our, our main platforms are still kind of traditional applications versus yeah. the, the Kubernetes based app. Well, and we you know, it's all, it's all, we're allowed to love vSphere too. I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. we run vSphere. <laughs> <and, and laughs> 
Right. It's all vSphere based. I think that was the answer last year too, is it's all vSphere based. So you're spinning up VMs and delivering, you know, embedded ESXs that come up and then allow you to engage with the, with the lab. So there's, it, it, it makes sense. But again, there's still some management cloud management stuff that, uh, you know, we're, you know, you could get into in that space, right? So multi-cloud environments where you're actually trying to manage workloads across multi-cloud. Do you guys get into actually load balancing across multi-cloud at all? Yeah, so I mean, we're, our whole platform is front-ended by the VMware Learning Platform, which is a commercial product that VMware sells to deliver education you know, offerings like this. Uh, and so that platform allows us to do the load balancing. So that's where we do most of the load balancing is through there. It automates kind of where we provision our resources and where those resources get delivered from. Yeah, uh, so and that I was kind of consuming those. Yeah, you know, vSphere on Azure, vSphere on AWS. And so therefore, this all just connects the ESXi hosts and manages that through that infrastructure. So I would assume that's through vCloud Director. Yeah. So right now we have vCloud Director is kind of the orchestrator. And so we've got VMware Learning Platform talking to vCloud Director, talking to the ESXi hosts and vCenters and those public cloud providers. All We're right. also, there's a, a vCloud as a service offering that's available out there. We're also trying to leverage that this year for VMworld. Uh, so customers can, you know, consume vCloud Director as a service from VMware these days. So bring your own hosts and you can get uh, a cloud cloud director uh, as a service from VMware. All right. If you've listened this far, now we can get to some kind of fun stuff. So Leanne or Clive, I don't know who wants to deal with like uh, gamification, rewards, fun, competition. What are we <laughs> doing there? I know that was popular the last few years uh, at VMworld. Um, so what are we doing this year? Yeah, so um, it was very popular last year. And mm. so this is one of the things that we learned uh, as well as, so last year you actually had to qualify. So we had everybody try to go in ahead of time and you know kind of scaled it down. And we realized that um, limited people a little bit too much. So this year it's just gonna be open. Uh, we've got five different labs that are gonna be out there. You'll hear more about this um, coming up. I, you know, just over the next couple of weeks as we get all of our, our details out. But yeah, it's um, basically going to be open to anybody who's Tech Plus, and you'll be able to come in at any point in time and be able to take the Odyssey challenges. And same thing as last year, we'll be giving away some good prizes. I apologize. I don't have last year. I think we actually tried to plug what those prizes were, and I, I don't have that with me today. But you'll you'll hear more about that coming up. But um, yeah, it's we're going to do the same kind of thing again. This time it's going to be a global leaderboard. So instead of trying to do one per region, that kind of thing, so you'll actually get to compete against folks all around the world. And we'll have prizes for the top uh, top couple of folks, as well as just raffles for participating. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So let me just encapsulate this in a summary, which is uh, it's open to everybody this time. You don't have to pre-qualify for a team or pre-qualify to be in. I can engage Anybody can get engaged. I could come in and engage. Don't have to be a level to, to engage and compete in Odyssey. And then uh, obviously there will be a global leaderboard this year uh, for everybody. And this is going on throughout the whole two day process. Is there times that it's running or is it just kind of be open and then it just runs and then you reward people as it goes? Is that the summary? And then the last question for you on this is, uh, am I allowed to take the labs over and over and over to try to get my, my get my score higher? How does How does that play out? <laughs> one time thing that's it i go in i do the lab and that's what i get yes yes we don't let you try to improve your score because that's just not fair so it's you know how you know who can do it um who can get the the most information the most right across and this is going to cover 
five different products. So it's not like you can just come in and just win on NSX or something. It's going to be across the, you know, multiple, um, multiple disciplines, but it's going to be open um, the full two days. So if you're, if you're a tech plus attendee, then um, please come in and try them out. And so the leaderboard is going to be a consolidated leaderboard. So you can go in and try as many of the Odyssey challenges as you'd like and whoever gets the most points. So whoever completes the right amount of tasks in the the least amount of time will be the highest up on the leaderboard and those are going to be the folks that we're really going to call out and congratulate and and shower with prizes all and right this is by the way sponsored by intel again this year i so my apologies i should have i should have led with that so thank you to intel for sponsoring odyssey again this year nice yeah very yeah. good i love intel love uh pat Pian over there so that's cool that we can uh, do that um let's see so that yeah so you got to be tech plus. That's what I want to call out. So tech plus the dreaded tech plus which is what, 299. So if you want to qualify for the prizes, go ask your boss for $299. You need the two days off and you have to buy the 299 pass. Unless of course you're doing some really cool blogs and you win a free tech plus pass from Corey Romero. Corey Romero has a, I think 10 or 15 tech plus passes he's giving away. Um, and then there's a lot of other things for tech plus. So I should do a shout out to Allison Crooker and these guys for putting in the tech plus package together for 300 bucks. And then it allows us to have a bigger budget to give away things and do things. And yeah, we're happy about being able to do that. So the tech plus plus then gets in. Okay. So my son works at Eric. Yeah, go ahead. We do, we do also have the HOL has a raffle to give away some tech plus passes in case, uh, that three hundred dollar two ninety nine barrier. Uh, so we're giving away 10, 10 uh, tech plus passes to lucky winners of the hands on labs raffle. Uh, there's five highlighted labs available on our raffle page there, scrolling across the bottom. Uh, so yeah, go go out to the to the raffle page, go out to our landing page, take one of those five labs or all five. You get up to five entries if you take all five, and uh, lucky ten winners will win tech pass. A tech plus pass and come engage. Now, just to make the record straight. Obviously, if you want to go take hands-on labs and you're not don't want to compete in the Odyssey challenge, you don't have to buy the through 299 package or whatever it is. Uh, so just don't get confused. HOLs are all there. Go set, go schedule builder, go register. That's all free, and you can get your your labs and your instructor red labs. None of that is Tech Plus Plus. We're only talking about uh, the Odyssey competition. If you want to become, I like the idea that we charge people a little bit of money to come play. Right. So you, if you're not serious, if you're just going to go gamify the system, yeah, that's not going to work for you. You got to be a serious competitor. I'm wondering how you were going to prohibit me from becoming uh, Nelson, Eric, Eric, uh, Melson, Kelson, <laughs> whatever. Right. You know, I, I, my son works at Facebook and they they develop AI algorithms to go try to figure out who's gamifying the account creation system to be able to go. But with the tech plus, you actually have to have your account tech plus enabled which would stop the riffraff from being able to do that because you would have to go buy a, a $300 pass for every new account that you went and set up, right? So I think that <laughs> solves that problem. Yeah. Also, know- have the best chance, the best chance of, of, of completing the Odyssey game is to go to the workshop. Keep in mind, <laughs> you, right. need to, you need to you need to learn first and then test. So. Right, so I, I know that some people uh, were a little concerned a couple of years ago that you know people could come in and somehow do this lab a couple times and then go, you know, get their score higher or, you know, learn how to, how to gamify the gamification. That's always, that's always <laughs> happening. Right. So we got 
Yeah. Well, that sounds that's good. So, <laughs> so uh, in the last uh, 10 minutes of the, our time together here, uh, other things you'd like to communicate to people that are coming to VMworld? Uh, any, any thoughts or any other topics you want to cover? Personally, I think well, we just... Yeah, go ahead, Ted. Yeah. No, I just say like come come and experience the, the workshops. Um, one thing to really point out is just how much work has gone into this, and something we probably haven't really highlighted here that the you know, hands-on labs are developed by the volunteer staff at VMware. So these are people who work in the field. They do this for the passion for the, what they're involved in in the industry, um, and we've been developing since April. So. Um, these are probably some of the, the best experts you get in the field and some of the most passionate people at VMware. And really that's the value of going to the workshops is to get access to it. Like It's really great that we add the 30 minutes extra to every single workshop. That's a great chance to have some one-on-one some -on -one time with some of the best people in VMware. So yeah, come for the workshops, come for the Odyssey, come do all the hands-on lab stuff, but also come, you know, to get that access to, to great people, have a one-on-one -on -one time, I think that's a great benefit as well of just having that. When we were at VMware, we had a nice area called the Connect area, and it was great just to be able to walk in. And you know, it took a little little while for you to realize, hang on a minute, uh, these people aren't just show staff. These are like the, the best people in VMware. So that's the other thing I would say. Yeah, the content's great, but there's access to these great people as well to come and spend time with them, both in a workshop and just... Um, have have that chat at the end for the for the that, thirty minutes. That does get uh, remind me to ask: um, Are you guys going to be doing any kind of Slack chat uh, environments where, if I'm in a lab, I can chat with other people that are trying to get through labs and which ones they're taking and so forth? I don't know. I know that we're going to have Slack for uh, the community people. Vmug's going to have a Slack channel. I wonder if you guys were engaged with that or any other place that you can actually do online conversation. Well, yeah, for the workshops especially, we'll actually have a couple. So um, in the Zoom session, we'll have a Q&A as well as chat, as well as people able to be on just on audio. So we're working that out to be able to try to let people actually voice questions as well. But we actually have um, a chat that's built into the hands-on labs. So you will as well be able to just go in there and, um, and have a separate chat. Like, so if you're having trouble getting logged in or you're not even into the session yet, we will have multiple ways for you to be able to communicate. Um, so for the Slack aspect of it, um, we're still kind of finalizing um, exactly how we're going to handle that. But if you're in one of the guided workshops and, and really engage with that, we're going to have a, just a staff of people that are there and you'll be able to see other people's uh, Q&A, other people's questions and chats in those, those live Zoom sessions. So that'll probably be the main one, but yeah. Right. Okay. Good, good. That's always fun. Feel a little bit connected and uh, have you know, birds of a feather getting to experience other people's perspective and failures or successes. So good, good. Well, I know we're coming up at the top of the hour. And if you happen to go to our community chat uh, or our community online space where we're streaming you'll see that we talk v barbecue right so we have the v experts talk barbecue and since we're coming the last five minutes of the show and you made it to the end thanks for listening uh joey what's your favorite barbecue do you cook barbecue and if not where do you go get your the best barbecue i'm a head? simple person uh what's available here is armadillo willies the brisket is the best for me very nice. So you must be in the, are you in the Bay area? In the Bay area. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Leanne. 
Uh, yeah. Uh, so down here in Southern California, I'm, um, we actually have a place of guesses that I like a lot. Um, but in general, I love doing a good tri-tip on, on the grill as well. So still trying to get in, into smoking and that kind of deal. So I'm hoping to maybe next year I'll have a better answer and I'll actually be more into smoking. But yeah, no, my, my go-to tends to be, tends to be tri-tip. I like tri-tip, but I just like doing a rub, right? So, right. like, yeah, exactly. Good rub on a tri-tip is uh, good. Uh, Santa Maria down in northern Southern oh, California, they do some really it. good rubs and uh, <laughs> best tri-tip ever, right? That's the one I have. That's the exact <laughs> one that I use. <laughs> Very good, Clive. Uh, we'll loop to you. What do you think of barbecue? Well, so I'm in the UK, so a little bit more parochial than that, but I'm a, I'm a huge brisket fan. Well, like in the UK, we're happy with a hot dog um, that's probably overcooked and not and probably not done in the middle. Um, but if, I, if I'm in the US, like, uh, yeah, smoked and brisket, if not, I'll always settle for a rub. So. <laughs> you know, it's funny. We have a lot of people from the UK on this year uh, on the podcast, right? Like uh, community members writing blogs and doing that. And a lot of UK guys, uh, do, people do a lot of barbecue, right? Like they're like, it's raining, but I get out and uh, I do some barbecue uh, and it's yeah. across the gamut. So it must we'll be- do it even if it's raining. It's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, last thing. Oh, yeah. uh, where do people learn more Twitter? Like uh, yeah, we do shout outs to what account should you follow for hands-on labs or for you guys? So uh, we'll talk, we'll ask you that. And uh, the URL is I think hol.vamware.com, right? So, but what are Twitter handles? Are you guys on Twitter? So let's do a shout out to your Twitter handles if you're on Twitter and then what Twitter handles should you follow? Joey. Uh, well, we are on Twitter. Uh, he's looking I'm at his phone. I'm looking at our Twitter handle. <laughs> I got Twitter. Well, we know yeah, that. We that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would say our blog articles are, are probably the best, and all, all of it can be accessed through hl.com. Uh, okay. So I think that would be the first place. Uh, Leanne, Clive, yeah. save me here. Yeah, no, I have to. I have to admit that I'm actually not on, um, on not on Twitter. So yeah, that's. Uh, so sorry Eric, I, to disappoint, but yeah, I would say definitely using the. Um, the, oh, the so HLL Joey, one. you're yeah. certainly in management space. Defer it immediately. There, and possibly Clive can bail you out. Clive, are you on Twitter? <laughs> nope, no, nope, but he's not. Even I am there. not. I am not. Let's well, I really appreciate that 300 followers. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, guys, thanks a lot for working so hard on uh, a great environment. I know people are really excited. I know people go get uh, their certification by just going to labs and using the labs and getting prompts on the NSX and getting certified through just, I'm like, oh, did you, did you set up NSX in your home? No. Oh, where'd you learn? Like, oh, I just, I just did it on HOL. Right. So, you know, the lot, the community really does love what you guys build. Uh, uh, all joking aside, it's a great resource. I know everybody really looks forward to the instructor-led labs and uh, learning is uh, great for all of us IT practitioners. So thanks a lot for coming on the show and for working so hard building such a great environment. I appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, thanks a lot. Yeah. Thanks for having us. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks a lot. We'll be With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.